So, Jelly, how's things in Jellytown? Jellytown is amazing, like really amazing in Jellytown. Now, I don't, I've never been to Jellytown, but I assume that um, you guys get Apple keynotes down in Jellytown. Is this correct? Yeah, we we watched them. Uh, we watched them on the on the Jelly TVs. Um, it's like Apple TV, uh, but you plug it. You plug the Apple TV into it. Ooh, you plug Apple TV into the Jelly. That that just sounds wrong, my friend. I don't. I don't think I want to be putting my electronics near uh, near your products, these Jelly products. So <laughs> September keynote. I assume you saw it. You know, Apple's like, here's a new phone. Here's an Apple TV. Here's what, yeah, iPad yeah. Pro. I, I've been saying, I've been saying all along that this is that you know every every year I've been saying this is the year of the Apple t- apps on the Apple TV, and they finally caught up to where where I'm at. Like it took them a few years, but they got there. Yeah, the <laughs> that yeah, that seems to be a theme, and I think you know as as we know, there's going to be a million tech podcasts covering. Well, you see, the iPhone success now has blah blah. It's it's not really what we do on this show, which I, I think is fine. You know, people can go elsewhere to, to find that stuff. But I think there is something really interesting about, I think, all the Apple keynotes I can remember. And even the, if you want to go to a, a broader sort of sense, the way Apple launches products. Are you, are you ready for this? I am ready. So whenever Apple puts something out, the first thing you see um, from people that are not, you know, crazy Apple fans is you see a whole flood of, oh, but... Someone did this before and this is not the first thing. And Apple says they invented this, but they didn't actually invent it. I mean, if you want to look at some examples from the current keynote, people look at the iPad Pro and they're like, well, Microsoft kind of tried this three years ago with the Surface. You know, they had a, a keyboard cover that goes onto a, you know, a bigger tablet. And the whole point of the bigger tablet was that you could get your work done on there and then you can go back further. You can go, well, you know, before the iPod, you know, there were MP3 players before Apple had big phones, you know, Samsung had big phones for years and you can keep going on like that, even with the Apple TV. I mean, Android TV last year launched with pretty much the same platform. You know, there's the, the idea of apps and, you know, content comes from apps and, you know, you have a controller that you can use with your TV and all that sort of stuff. But the interesting part for me is that in a lot of cases, it's the Apple thing that takes off. You know, none of these these other things do. Like the Surface, I think, has sold all right, but, you know, it hasn't set the world on fire. Android TV, as far as I know, has gone absolutely nowhere. We all know the MP3 players you know, before the iPod um, were just not successful like they sold, but, you know, they didn't sell in crazy numbers like the iPod did. And I thought it'd be interesting to explore, you know, the why of that. And I think the number one reason, and some people use this in a cynical sense, but I think the number one reason is that Apple is really good at both making products and then marketing those products. I think you're probably right in that particular sense, right? And I think like you just have to look at like for instance the the videos and stuff that Apple releases uh for for their products they're really like top notch yeah I- they put a lot of effort into it a lot of thought into it and it like and they show off little bits just you know the little things that uh, that you kind of make you go oh that's cool yeah I, I love yeah. the way they so for example in some of their product videos they had in the the keynote they've got they record someone touching a piece of glass, but from the other side. So you've got this person's finger kind of touching, and then they've got all these animations yep. that go with it. You know, this is how the screen depresses, and this is what your finger's doing, and this is the the resolution of the sensor underneath it. And it's all all these things that if I wrote them down on a piece of paper, you'd be like, oh, why would people care about that? But what it does is it takes you from the point of, oh, yeah, like Apple's made a bigger iPad to like, oh, my goodness, like look at the way that touch sensor works and look at how beautifully that you know, taptic engine thing is constructed and just 
the way they do those videos suddenly make you want the product. It, it gives it it gives it a, a bigger sense than what it actually is. In that, it, it's kind of like you know movies and stuff like that. Like if a car if a car blows up, it doesn't actually make you know, huge like explosions with flames and stuff like that. Uh, it you know an explosion is actually a lot less kind of epic than what you tend to see in movies. But in in movies, they make a big deal of it, makes it feel really kind of epic and uh, and powerful and stuff like that. And I think these videos do exactly the same thing. Like they just add something that's not necessarily it's not necessarily lying about the product because it's just like it's just kind of visualizing something that's that is actually happening or that is actually there. But it gives you because it's a visual thing and it's got a bit of sound to go with it, and it's just the way that it's kind of produced. It makes it seem larger than life. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And it's it's no coincidence that often these products are you know floating through space, like literally through, like you know above the earth or somewhere. Then they they're portrayed as these yeah. giant things that kind of come through, and there's a light panning across them. And I just think it's really well done. And I, I, I guess it's funny, isn't it? Because you talk to a lot of you know Apple haters, and they're like, oh, Apple stuff only sells because they know how to do marketing. Like they. We should get that out of the way, like straight away. They make, you know, really good products, but they're not the only ones in the world to make good products. You know, that, that, like it or not, you know, Samsung makes good products, Motorola makes good products, you know, other companies make good products, but I think no one does marketing as well as Apple does. And I don't think that's a, that's a dirty thing. Like some people feel that, you know, if a company spends money on marketing and makes all these really high polished videos and has like a keynote where they invite, you know, 500 members of the press and all this other thing, that's somehow evil, but that's, that's what you want because I think it's interesting to especially look at the Apple TV. You know, I'm going to just come out and say it now. Like I think the Apple TV is going to be a huge success. And I, I don't think it's going to be a huge success necessarily because, you know, it's something revolutionary and it's different or whatever. It is it is essentially like an Android TV just done better. And I think the reason it will be successful is because Apple will sell, you know, 5 million of them, 10 million of them, 15 million of them, 20 million of them. And once you have that many devices in people's homes – then people will develop for it. You know, developers will turn up, um, networks will turn up with their shows and all these other things are just like a snowball effect. You know, you have, let's say you've got Android TV and let's say maybe, let, let's be generous, let's say they've sold half a million of them. That that doesn't interest anyone. Like until you can get into the tens of millions of units, you know, all these networks aren't going to put their content on there and no one's really going to bother for it because they'll look at the market and they'll go, oh, like 500,000 people, like why would we bother with that? Yeah, and I mean Apple has I mean Apple has kind of proven that they've got the the gumption to make that happen. But as far as the marketing side of it is concerned, they also kind of have proved that they know how to do marketing. And I think that they do marketing different to a lot of other companies because I mean you you look at for instance the age-old you know thing between Apple and Samsung and Samsung do a lot of do a lot of stuff. Um but they do it a lot differently to the way that Apple do it. And I think the 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 fact is that Apple's marketing is really tied in to their even just like the construction of their products. It's almost like it's almost as if they uh, are tied together from the very beginning. There there's a talk that was uh given by Marco Arment recently at NS conference um about you know marketing for uh for app developers and one of the kind of key things that he was kind of looking at with the talk was how marketing is like Apple's marketing isn't okay we build a product and now we market it it's more 
okay, let's build a product and how are we going to market this comes first. Yeah. And choosing what to like choosing the features based on what they want to market. And I think I think that that's a really smart decision by Apple because it means that uh it means that every like every year they have a new kind of key feature that they can kind of like go to uh you know, go to the press with and get, you know, people talking. And you know they they always have you know, their terrible dad jokes to go along with it, of course. But you know it's a it, it's that kind of putting the the things that are most interesting first, the things that people want to like want to hear about in in first, and then kind of building a product around that, which sounds really backwards, but it really works. <laughs> oh, it does, and I think. You you see it in the small touches as well. So I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head. You know, as they're developing a product, you know, years from release, they're actively thinking about what are some things that we can show off and what are some things that people will talk about and what are some things that when people see, they'll be like, ooh, that's cool. And I think one of the great examples is on the new Apple TV. Um, yep. You've got these three-dimensional, you know, logos that as you kind of um, flick your finger around the little touch surface on the remote control, these icons actually do this parallax move thing. And the, it's it's interesting when you dig into that. They actually have a brand new you know image format that they want you to have your icons in, and they want you to do all that parallax stuff. And you might think on the surface of it, you know, like why bother? It's just it's 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 an icon on a screen. Like who cares if when you yeah. wiggle your figure over it, it does a three D thing? But I think they knew that this would both delight people and it would be a thing that reporters would talk about. You know, when someone first gets an Apple TV as a reporter and they sit down and they put their finger on their remote, they're like, oh, look at those icons. They kind of jiggle, and that's. You know, that's something to get people excited and something to get um, people to write articles about. And I think Apple does a lot of those small things really well, whereas a lot of other, I think, uh, manufacturers and software developers, they look at that and they go, why would we devote uh, a team of people for, I don't know, two weeks or a month or two months to make a whole new image standard and make jiggly icons when we can actually, you know, try and do content deals or we can do this and do that. But I think they, they don't realize that that is part and parcel with releasing a product. You know, Absolutely. when you release something to the world, like you have to give, you know, people these things to latch onto. And it's funny because, I mean, as uh, like in the tech community uh, over the last maybe year or so, there's been a lot of talk about how Apple dropped the ball in other in other areas in their services, web services and stuff like that. Like they're, they're not really doing particularly well. Even just their software in general has had problems and that sort of stuff. Like there's all that sort of conversation that's going on. And yet, you know, they have obviously devoted some people to, you know, make jiggly icons. It's funny that they seem to prioritize, uh, you know, the the polish over over some like some things that might seem more important. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to selling a product, when it comes to marketing a product, the the polish, like those little bits of polish and those little bits of oh, like just the little bits of joy, tend to kind of get you in and it's only the like it's the getting you in that is like really the kind of the key part of it keeping you in is just a matter of you know making everything kind of work as best as it can but spending time on the polish and spending time on the things that don't necessarily seemingly matter but definitely give you that little moment of kind of ooh they mean a lot and especially in the marketing sense yeah yeah i mean i definitely agree with that and i think it's funny, like I, I think about the opposite of this every time. So in terms of work setup, I've got a like a Mac Pro that I use at work. I've got like an iMac at home that I do, you know, coding on and I edit podcasts and stuff on there. And then I have this laptop that I use 
not that often, you know, maybe once or twice a week or on the weekend or something. And I'm reminded every time I open it and it starts going ding, 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 as, you know, the last weeks of iMessages that I've already read, like load. And somewhere, so, somewhere I'm sure there's, there's a list that says, you know, we need to fix this iMessage bug, but it's, it's nowhere near as important as, you know, making jiggly icons and doing polish and getting these new products out. And I think if there's any downside to the way Apple does um, marketing and the way they sell products is that this relentless pace and these really firm deadlines that they set and the fact that their focus is always on selling you new stuff. It's not on, you know, how can we improve that phone we gave you two years ago? It's how can we yeah. sell you the next phone? You know, what sexy thing can we put in there that you really want? And I think if there is a downside to that, it's that, you know, sometimes the things they've already done and are already out in the world, like I think iMessage is, is probably my classic example, they they get left to kind of wither on the vine, I guess, and eventually someone will get around to fixing that bug, but it's not as important as, you know, all the new products they're, they're currently working on. And it's it, that, that is a really odd thing, but it, it, it kind of shows you, and especially when you contrast it to, for instance, Google, uh, who, uh, you know, are very good at web services and have always kind of been that way. And, uh, they, they get, you know, a fairly good, uh, rap, where, whereas Apple's, you know, iCloud tends to not get like <laughs> great. Oh, uh, can I, can I give you my iCloud story just quickly? Sure. I, I had this idea. I use Dropbox for all my storage and I'm like, you know what? It would be convenient to have a few things in iCloud so that when I install, like when I buy a brand new computer or I re, image my computer, all I have to do is log into iCloud and I get some basic files back, you know, files yep. that kind of get me started. And then from there, yep. I can install Dropbox and 1Password and all that stuff. And to me, that seemed like, you know, simple use case. There's only like 10 meg worth of stuff in there. And I kid you not, I bought a new MacBook. I logged into iCloud and my files just went there. And two days later, my files went there. And three days later, I'm like, what on earth do I do? And someone's like, try this and try this. And eventually, I figured out I had to go into one of the folders and just add another file. And then magically all my files appeared. I'm like, this is, what, what, what uh, world do we live in? Like Dropbox figured this out like, you know, seven years ago or something. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. But you, you kind of, uh, it only makes my point for me, right? Because Apple's, uh, it's, whereas Dropbox and and Google, like that's their core product. Their core product is web services. That's what they do. Like, you know, they've got to get that right. Uh, because that's how, like, by getting that right, they get you. Know, they get people using it, and by getting people to use it, at least in Google's sense, they sell advertisements. Uh, and and uh, in Dropbox's case, you know, peop- more people using it means more people potentially upgrading to one of the paid plans and stuff like that. That's that's their kind of get. That's their that's their version of uh, of the you know the jiggly icons is actually getting things working whereas on in apple's case because their because their focus is not software it's hardware the software just has to be good enough the software just has to be you know it just has to make you want it it doesn't have to make you want to stay because every every year they can just make you want it again and again and again <laughs> oh they're very good at that and i have to so this is an interesting question for me personally. Is like we we should declare up front. You and I are not um, highly paid analysts. We don't no. have um, degrees in any sort of like uh, you know business schools. We didn't go to Harvard. That you know at least I don't think you did. No, I don't think I've ever been near Harvard. All right. So neither of us have ever been near Harvard. We don't really know anything about business. If if it's so easy for us to to see these things, it must be for other companies as well. You know the. The Samsungs and the Googles and the other companies of the world must know all these things. So why do you think that, you know, in 2015, they're still not 
as good at marketing as Apple. Like why why in 2014 does Google put out Android Wear, a product that's clearly six to 12 months from actually being finished and actually try and sell it? I think that's a difficult question uh, because I think that maybe there is partially a, a little bit of Apple magic uh, if, for lack of a better term, just to simply because um, you know we we have kind of learned to love the the idea that Apple are you know doing these things every year and they you know they release this new fun thing jiggly icons etc. That kind of is something that we're almost trained to look forward to every year. And I mean, you're more of an Android guy than a than an iOS guy, and yet you know you still quite enjoyed the you know the presentations yesterday. That said, I think it also comes down to the difference in uh, their their focus, the difference in their uh, what they want to do. And I think, I mean, Samsung is l- less of a. I mean, obviously, Samsung, you know, quite well known for their phones and stuff. But I mean, that's not just what Samsung does. Samsung is, you know, does cars, boats. They do boats, don't they? Like they have a yeah, much washing machines, larger. Fridges. They have a much larger uh, spread of focus, and so phones aren't their only thing. And also, uh, it, it, they don't necessarily do their marketing the same way uh, i believe we've had conversations before about you know samsung's marketing and some of the uh you know the the odd kind of event things that they have have done in the past uh and it's just and it's it comes down to the fact that they don't necessarily you know control their marketing quite so you know they're not so hands-on with it and i think that kind of Apple is all about control. They love controlling everything that they do. I mean, it comes through in all manner of their, like all parts of their uh, their process. You know, they control as much as they possibly can. And I think part of the reason that no other company can kind of match it is that they don't necessarily try and control every aspect of everything to the same extent. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely right. And I think the other part of it is you touched on it earlier is that I have a feeling a lot of these companies they'll they'll spend a lot of effort building a product and they'll do their market research and they'll figure out you know what their customers want and how they can get new people and they build these really nice products and then it almost seems like at the end of it they're like okay now it's time to find a an agency that can help us market these things and they go to an agency and they're like okay we have this new thing like help us sell it and the agency starts you know spitballing things I'm just imagining how this works you know it's probably a lot more complicated in real life but it almost seems like that you've got this finished product and now you go to someone you're like okay help me sell this to people and it's i think that's why often it doesn't work is because with apple you have the approach like we said you know back when the product's actually being developed you know how are we going to market this what are the things we're going to tell people how are we going to delight people what are going to be the key messages of of this product and it actually means that at that point, they can add things to the product. They're like, you know what? There's only three things and we think there needs to be five. So let's go and research you know, some stuff until we have some extra things. And I think that really makes a difference when you come to, to sell it to people. And I think the other key difference is that I suspect a lot of companies are in a rush to, to launch things. So Apple, it's well known that Apple has you know, many, many billions in the bank, a lot more billions than, um, than I have. And they're... <laughs> They, they are constrained by markets and, you know, they have to meet quarterly numbers and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if they need to hold a product back, you know, they can. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other companies like, um, you know, the Samsungs and the Googles and the, the other companies, well, they, they can't. They can't afford to, you know, hold something for another year and go, you know, we were going to roll out this TV thing, but let's not do that for another year, you know, because they've maybe lined up hardware partners. In the case of Google, they might have, 
you know, Sony on board. They might have yeah. some NVIDIAs and other companies on board. And they can't go to those people and say, you know what? We don't think this platform's ready. Let's just hold it off for another year because that's how you burn all those, you know, relationships. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And an- another aspect that we haven't really mentioned is that you, you build a reputation for a certain style of marketing. You know, you, you build a reputation for something and then people learn to, they learn to expect it. Like, you know, like Apple's dad jokes. If, if Apple stopped doing its one-liners and started doing, I don't know, um, uh, recently I've seen at least a couple of ads where some, you know, director of, uh, you know, indie director of weird artsy type films have, they're like, have been, they'll show them using them to create movies, these weird movies, and they'll tell you, you know, that you can, you know, you need a surface to do this and that and the other. And it's a Microsoft ad. I've seen it at the cinema a couple of times. If Apple ever put, tried to pull that off, it would feel really, it wouldn't feel like Apple. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really get it. Whereas Apple's thing is like, you know, the dad jokes and let's kind of, let's not pay attention to the, let's not pay attention to like marketing the numbers. Let's pay attention to marketing, uh, you know, the, the results. And I think that's like, that's the other thing. Like Apple's marketing is almost more like something, something similar to like Coke. Uh, Coke's marketing, right? Like Coke doesn't market like the 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 product as in like oh you know it'll give you you know three hours of energy and you can drink it in you know two hours or you know crap like you know the numbers that you get from like you tend to get from well mostly Microsoft. I yeah, mean, Samsung is <laughs> Samsung is probably closer to Apple than than uh, than Microsoft, but they do do they do do numbers. Yeah, but Samsung, I really suspect goes out to like weird advertising agencies and picks a different advertising agency each time because every single one of their campaigns is just completely different to the previous one. It's like almost every time they're like, let's try something. But they also have done numbers. And in fact, they've also like, you know, some of their things have been comparing their numbers to Apple's numbers because their numbers are better in whatever in whatever fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah. They if they have like a higher risk screen, they'll definitely like... They'll, they'll push yeah, that yeah. fact that they have more pixels. Um, whereas like you'll never see, you won't see that from Apple. They'll only do it at like a keynote where they, you know, whether it's kind of their time to show their numbers. But any other time, you'll just see things like ah, uh, there's the there's the cinema ads that have been shot on an iPhone six, and they're yeah, literally just like you know thirty seconds of these really weird like a bug crawling across the screen or. <laughs> Uh, I think one is like a car driving in slow mo through the desert, and it's like, and then it ends with shot on an iPhone six, and it's got music attached to it. Or, you know, then there's the um, then there's the iPad ones that they were doing, where it shows you like shows a bunch of people using iPads to create things and to do things that you couldn't do, like that you didn't nev- never knew you could do on an iPad, and like it's never about. It's never about oh you know our our cameras uh you know it's ha- this many megapixels and we can you know and all that sort of stuff. It's just it's always about like you know how amazing does it look? How much fun is it to use? How much yeah. like you know this is what your life will be now that you, you <laughs> when you have an iPhone. I have to I have to say that there is <laughs> there is one thing that really annoys me as as you find out more and more about like how an iPhone is built is when they go into so much detail about all the inventions they've made for their new camera. And you know, behind the scenes, they've just gone to Sony and, like, you know, selected their top of the line component that Sony's been developing and R&Ding and 
whatever, and they'll be like, yeah, and the same thing for the screen. You know, they go to a Samsung and they're like, okay, show us your latest string, screen technology. <laughs> it's like you didn't mm. actually invent those things even though you're saying that you did. But I guess that that's the marketing. You want to tell people that you spent a long time, you know, innovating. It could be it could, like they do. They do tend to have people involved in that stuff, though, don't they? They tend to get involved in the in the actual creation of the components to a certain extent. I, I don't know enough about camera sensors, but I know definitely when it comes to screens, they have almost no involvement in the way like a right. screen is built. That's your LGs and and your Samsungs, mm, and and their whole departments are set up for you know let's work with Apple and let's show them some cool new things, and if Apple you know signs up, then let's build these these fancy like crazy screens or whatever yeah okay I, but i don't know how it works with camera sensors it could entirely be that they go to sony and they're like here's exactly what we want i don't really know but i mean part of that part of that as well is that like the the general public when when it comes to the general public um the general public doesn't necessarily see any of the the, the components they only see the end result you know it's not it's not an apple iphone with intel inside or, or anything <laughs> like that i mean it, it doesn't even have intel inside but like you know, MacBooks don't have Intel inside. They don't have stickers on them. They don't, you know, it doesn't come with a badge on the box or anything like that. Uh, it's just a MacBook, you know, whereas you get, you, you get it like a Microsoft ad or you get like a, a even just a, like an, in, an Android f- phone might have it. Um, where they, they kind of, they say, Oh, we've got this particular brand of, uh, of, of something like oh we put beats headphone we put beats speakers in our laptop and so they're the you know this makes it awesome and you should buy this laptop or or you know the intel inside thing and let, let's like slather a bunch of stickers so everybody knows what where the components came from and it, like with apple it doesn't like it's almost like they 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 don't want you to know that they just want oh, yeah. you to know that it's apple whereas every other like every other manufacturer because they because of the way that they work they you know they don't control everything quite so much as apple likes to their their product is less of a you know one thing and more of a construction from other things yeah if that makes sense no that makes perfect sense so i think that the end result is that Apple markets in a way that only Apple can. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs>